morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope um, I hope you're doing good. Today is the 10th day of the first month of the year of our Lord, 2023. And um, it's already getting hot again back in Lagos, Nigeria. We had a little bit of a cold or a cool spell, spell over December, but it seems we're getting back into the hot season and it's not welcome because hot in Lagos is not comfortable hot at all. Anyways, this is where we're at. Um, today I don't have, I'm still reflecting on my new year, new season kind of dispensation, which is where I find myself in January. Um, last episode, I think I talked a little bit about how God seems to be leading me this year for some reason it's like i have entered into a new phase new anointing and i'm not saying this i do not say this lightly in fact anyone who has been listening to me in the last two years will know that i have not spoken like this in a long time um this podcast started at a period that was a really very painful period of my life and i didn't realize it at the time but god was using it to bring himself back to me and to bring me to a place of sanity, if you know what I mean. He was using it to center me and to keep me from going over the edge. So because I needed to record this podcast, it's forced me to read the Bible every day and to talk about God and to think about God. And through that process, God started repairing me. He started healing me, started comforting me, started strengthening me. He started giving me other things to think about, for my mind to chew on and reflect on. So even though it was just maybe 15-30 minutes of my life, of my day, it had huge impact. And this is why, you know, the word of God, when the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, is one of my favorite scriptures, says the word of God is alive and it is powerful. It is very true. In fact, I've done an episode on that called Alive and Powerful. The word of God is actually alive. It's like a living organism. It's actually like, it's just like the same way you take something, you put it inside of you, and the thing just begins to crawl (laughs) all over you. You know, it moves around. I mean, really, almost anything you take does that. The body is that type of thing whereby whatever you take inside of you, it moves all around. Whether it is healthy, it's not healthy, you know, it just moves all around the system. That's exactly how the Word of God is. It's alive, it moves, it lives, it breathes, it grows, it reproduces itself. It goes into a place, and just like, imagine if you were taking a tablet... And that tablet was supposed to like address something in your blood. This assumed there was a virus or infection or something. Or you took it, you know, you were given an injection or whatever. Once that substance is introduced into your body, it just finds its way, you know, through your system, the blood streams, it it, it t- attaches itself to every cell, it begins to repair, to refix, you know, the things that it doesn't have any business touching, it just passes seamlessly through those ones. But it travels until it gets to that place. It's amazing how God has built our human body. It's amazing that you can take something orally and it will go into your blood vessels, bypass so many organisms, and then go and attack that thing that it was sent to. That is exactly how the word of God is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You can't believe that I never came up. I never heard of this analogy before. That's exactly how it is. I remember, in fact, the analogy that comes to my mind is I had an ulcer for a very a, a, a larger part of last year. I didn't. It was really bad, and I, it was really, really bad. It got really bad. I had to go into hospital a couple of days. They did some tests. Eventually, they found out the position where the ulcer was. It was at a particular point in my stomach, and that was why I was having as much pain as I, I, I 
was having and then I was then given medication to take and that medication I would take it orally and it would go precisely to the point and I took it over a long period but and and it addressed it you know it's medical science is, is one of the most amazing things and it's the study of what God has created so this little pill in fact it was I couldn't take it away so I used to crush it so I would take the pill I'll crush it and I would drink it and it would go in the mix with every other thing that I've taken on that day but it knew it was on a mission it knew where it was supposed to address so once it gets to that point of where that problem, that um, the condition is, it then it, it unleashes itself. So in the other places it had been to, it was just passing through. It was like, yeah, 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 I have no business with you. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't have no business with you. I'm just going, you know. When it reaches, the place where it's supposed to go to just goes there, and boom, begins to do its work. And lo and behold, several months later, I'm actually getting better. The pain that I had in, I could actually tell where the pain was coming from. We had a um, telescope a lapras whatever they call that thing put it in and they actually checked and they did confirm that where i was feeling it physiologically was where it was but the pill didn't need anybody to tell it where the ulcer was the pill found it you know what i'm saying yeah that's exactly how the word of god is when you apply the word of God to your life, particularly the word of God that is relevant to your situation, in fact, it, 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 whether it's relevant or in fact, once you just apply the word of God, it knows where to go. It knows where to go. So that was what was happening. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. That was what was happening to me. I didn't realize it. So God used his word too. So he, he just started changing me. And I was still going through the thing I was going through. Life was still as confusing and, you know, but I started changing from within. I started seeing him more. And by the time I entered Bible school in 2022, that was just it. Because, I mean, then I had, like, schedule of Bible readings to do. I had, in fact, you know, it cost quite a lot of money because it's a U.S. university. I had to pay some money. The fees are not cheap, you know. And I was like, do I really need to spend this kind of money now? I'm not really working full-time like I used to. I'm not earning, you know, a whole lot of money and all that. But God said to me, he said, this is about your health and your wellness. Once he said that, I was like, yes, because I really knew. I knew I was at the brink. I knew emotionally I was really, really torn. I just knew. I had gone through a faith crisis. I was just coming out of it. And what was, um, I think, what was really, really, um, how would I say what was difficult about what I went through was that the normal structures couldn't help me. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, it, it's, in fact, it's one of the reasons why I found it very difficult to really go back into certain circles because I have seen that when you are in a crisis, a certain kind of crisis, those structures cannot help you. They cannot help you with depression. They can't help you with grief. And it's not because the word of God cannot help you. It's because... In most of those, in the faith circles that we find ourselves in, they have chosen to focus on what they want to focus on. And they have chosen to interpret the Bible the way they want to, rather than what the Bible says. The, word of, the, word, the Bible shows that the word of God is life. It is the light and the life of men. And that that word has the ability to change every situation. The word of God says that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The word of God wants you to center your heart and your life on Jesus and not on man. But then... Many of the faith circles have built a whole empire around 
calling attention to themselves and the gifts in quotes on their lives. So it's impossible for them at that time when you are then faced with a problem that their in quotes gifts cannot help you with. There's nothing else they can do because they have already taken your attention away from God. But a true Bible scripture centric practice of the faith is to continuously and consistently draw attention to Jesus, to Christ, to his word, to his blood, to the sacrifice that he did, to the gospel. And to draw attention from the world, from money, the love of money, the deceitfulness of riches. In fact, we're going to do another reflection on the deceitfulness of riches. Because I've really seen that money is actually deceitful. Because I think many people have been completely mesmerized by the lust for money. Many Christians. So, but the word of God is supposed to draw your attention to God. The practice of the faith is supposed to draw, I mean... I still wonder, how can we as Christians be gathering, we are praying for money? In fact, now, more than ever, I realize that money does not solve problems. Though. Anybody that tells you that money solves problems, the person doesn't understand. But if a person has not seen problem, because if you have seen problem, you know that money does not solve problem. Money only helps to address symptoms. It cannot change, affect the root cause. The root cause of problems, money cannot help. Particularly if it's a very complex type of problem. The money will help address the, Yes, money does that. But the root cause, in other words, you will continue to spend that money until you address the root cause. And if you talk to people who have money and have problem child, children, you will understand what I'm talking Because there is no money they have not spent to try to solve that child's problem. But the problems cannot be solved. Money does not have in itself the ability to solve problems. It's just the truth. It can help. It can fund people who have the ideas. But it's not the money that will solve the problem. In other words, which is why a lot of the development spending, you see, that happens in the world, it doesn't achieve the results. Because people think that money can solve problems. It doesn't. It can help the people who have the solution. To do what they can do but it's not the money in other words if you throw the money without the ideas without the people that can deliver it you will not get the results you want so the money is a tool it's not the solution it can't it i say money has in fact come to africa see anything they they, they fund with money the money goes, you never, you can never see the result, even when it is spent in the place it's supposed to be spent. Because we erroneously believe that money solves problems. It doesn't. I have come to realize this. If you said this to me 10 years ago, I would say you are talking rubbish because I too believed it. So anyways, that was a massive digression. But the point is, we are not called to worship and lust after money. Because money does not solve problems we are called to worship and serve god i don't see why any christian should be gathering to pray for money pray for your need tell god i need my children to go to school tell god uh, don't ask for money for school fees say god 
let my children be a school if you need school fees to be paid then say god provide the fees for my children i don't want my children to be in school enrolled no problem father make it possible focus on the need focus on the provision that you need god because the school can also come and say they are waiving the school fees so that you don't fixate on the money which is but a tool but you fixate on what god can do the school can also say they will give you more time at the end of the day what you want is an education you can pay the school fees and the child will not pass so at the end of the day i have just come to realize that let me center on jesus let me center on the word I still have my needs and thank God that God has promised that he will supply our needs according to riches and glory. So I am learning, I am now relearning how to pray according to what I need, not according to what I want and not according to the financial um, bills that I think that, you know. So I talk to God about this, what I need and I don't really give him an amount and he knows. You know, we have that me and God share that financial area where we are really we've, we've worked on ourselves, and I think everybody will find their own way. Sha. Do you understand? But me and God now we don't talk cash because first of all, what I my needs I don't even I don't even like to bill it because it can it, it's it's uh, it's limitless. I'm not working with numbers with God. What I need is provision. In fact, most of the time. I it even for me because what I've also found out, and this is funny, I found out that when I pay for things, I end up getting less quality than the things that I get from people gifts. In other words, the people that serve me or sow into my life without any financial reward, I often find I get more value for that kind of service, in quotes, than the ones I pay money for. So me, I've understood the limitation of money. Let's just put it that way. Even though I know it achieves something, but I've understood the limitation. But let's just pack that. So, what I am, where I'm going with all of this, and I think this is just all over the place, but I believe that whoever, God will make something out of this. God brought me to a place where I began to focus more on him, and that's where I have been, and I'm still on that journey. And um, I am learning to keep Jesus at the center of my life in other words to continue to live a christ-centric and a gospel-centric life it's not easy because i have spent a lot of my christian life living a self-centered life and thinking it was a god-centered christ-centered life because i'm a christian in other words i am a child of god god is interested in me prospering and being health and being uh, even as my soul prospers therefore anything that i want god will also want it for me and then i find a way of fitting god into my program i'm transactional about what you know i will do things for god and therefore he must do things for me and you know and what then happens when there are god's Certain things come up in my life and God is not doing it the way I want. What happens? I then throw God away. I become distant to God. I start looking for solution elsewhere. So it was a very transactional relationship. It wasn't the kind of relationship that I think Jesus Christ came to die on the cross for. I don't think that was what he had in mind. And the book of John chapter 4 verse 24 says that the hour comes and now is when true worshippers will worship God in spirit and in truth. And that God actually seeks for those that worship him in spirit and in truth so god is not looking for a transactional relationship he's not looking for people that will just you know that want to treat him like an atm machine is when i need money i just go to and i press the button and then you roll out money he's looking for people who will really 
worship him and love him for who he is and will enter into partnership with him will have an intimate relationship and connection with him will be interested in finding out who he is will open their hearts to him you know and will walk with him in the same way that he has always desired as he did in the days of the garden of eden that's what god is looking for he's not looking for judas judas iscariot that will be He's not looking for Judas Iscariot or people who would, you know, follow Jesus because they have access to the purse and as long as money is coming in, therefore they're happy. And if the money coming in is not enough for what they need, then they look for opportunities for who they can sell out using 30 pieces of silver. Or they go and negotiate with the devil and find a way of selling their birthrights for a pot, a message of, um, for a pot of what well, anyway, selling their birthright for a meal or something that is totally not worth it. That's not what God is looking for. He's looking for the people that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. So, I am still very much on that journey. And what the Lord has said to me this year is that this is a year of fruitfulness, and He's told me that it's very action based. And whatever I lay my hands to do will prosper this year. He's set out a number of things for me to do, and I can see Him. He's really putting wind between my beneath my sails and he's giving me momentum. And so much has happened already in this one week of the year, and or second week now actually. And I am really amazed. It, 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 I, I, it just tells me there's so much that the Lord is going to do. And my challenge now is to be able to walk at his pace. And if you, I don't know if you're not new to this podcast, if you listened to me before, last year I talked a lot about how following the shepherd and when the shepherd you know how the sheep follow the shepherd and how jesus is our shepherd and we are the sheep and when the shepherd stops the sheep stops when the shepherd walks the sheep walks and that sheep never ever walk ahead of a shepherd there was a video i saw on twitter of how a some sheep got lost in a field somewhere in europe i think it was in france and a lady was jogging and they saw her and they felt oh she could lead them back to where they were coming from and it was really funny whenever she stopped to talk to anyone the sheep would just stop they'd really literally like just stop and when she started jogging again they all followed her so i think god wanted me to see that video because it then really served as a perfect illustration for me as to when jesus says that my sheep know my voice and that you know when he walks they you know they they go after him you know because he was more or less making me realize that i they i shouldn't walk ahead of him because i had that tendency when god says oh we're going somewhere or this is what he wants to do or i think this is what we should do i tend to want to walk ahead of god i don't realize that he needs to lead and i need to follow and sometimes i think he's not walking fast enough and then i take the law into my own hands and then i try and do certain things and then it doesn't quite work out and sometimes it goes horribly wrong so i started learning god was talking to me a lot about walking allowing him to lead and following in the direction that he leads me you know the bible says he leads me beside the still waters that's psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd i shall not lack he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul he leads me beside the still waters you know you know he leads me in the paths of righteousness so he has to lead he actually has to lead he has to lead because he the still waters he is the only one that knows where the still waters are that's how it is there is no sheep that finds still waters by themselves the shepherd leads you to the water because the shepherd knows the water that is good for you 
at that point in time. So you can't say, oh, because I drank from that stream last week or yesterday, the sheep will just wake up every any morning and go and go there. No, they wait for the shepherd every day to lead them to where they are going to drink. Because they don't know if that water that they drank yesterday is was contaminated overnight. Hmm, thank you, Holy Spirit. He lives in the paths of righteousness. Now, the paths of righteousness, nobody knows it. I don't know what, what path is right for me. I don't know what path is right for the things that I care about. And I really don't know. I have an that I, I, I don't know. But I need the Lord of righteousness to lead me. I need the word of righteousness to lead me. I, I may have an idea, but I really don't know. And that's why I have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have, you know, him here to guide us. The word of God, of course, will guide us. Because God will never tell us to do anything that is contrary to his word. So the word is the sure and steadfast anchor for our souls. We know what the word of God says. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Do unto others as you would like them to be done unto you. As much as lies with you, follow peace with all men. Oh no man, nothing but to love them. You know, be wise and harmless. Wise as a serpent and harmless as a do. All those things that tell us, you know, let your light shine that all may see your good works and give glory to your Father that is in heaven. Everything about how we should relate with human beings, we follow, we follow and we obey that. God helping us. If we sin, we ask God for righteous um, for forgiveness. We, we self-correct. We ask the Holy Spirit to help us. But then, after we've done all that, or as we are doing all of that, the challenges and the questions that we have every day in terms of our lives, our families, our communities, our day, our health, mental health, emotional health, psychological health, the health of those that we care about, what our future plans are going to be like, what is the meaning of life, where's my place in it, all of those questions, it is only the shepherd, the good shepherd, that can lead you and I. It's a personal thing. People can, God can use people to speak into our lives and help us, but the shepherd is Christ. You can have mentors, you can have spiritual mentors, you can have, you know, people pastoring you, but at the end of the day, the good shepherd, Jesus, is the only one that can lead you 100%. It's just the truth. And that's why Christianity is different from the Old Testament in that in the Old Testament there was a high priest who had to go in and pray on behalf of everyone. And only there was only one high priest in any at any period of time. And the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies where other people could not go. Now Jesus has torn open that veil. Jesus is now our high priest, but all of us can go into the inner court. And that inner court is not anywhere on earth. It is in the heavenlies. But for some people have chosen to nominates physical human high priests into a position that God did not nominate any high priest. The only high priest that Jesus recognizes right now, I mean that God recognizes, is Jesus. The only mediator is Jesus. And every other person is supposed to point us to Jesus, not stand in the way and now become an Abraham or a Moses. No, God has not gifted any man to be Abraham or Moses under the new covenant or Elijah. At least we see the model of the apostles in the early church. They were anointed, they were leaders, they were bishops, they were elders, they were deacons. But they were children of God, they were servants. They were not high priests. They did not put themselves as mediators. They did not attempt to take the place of Jesus. Either metaphorically or whatever. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. So anyways... 
I have I continue to be on this journey. The Lord said this year is a fruitful year. Sorry, there's a lot of noise going on. I'm hoping that you're not hearing this banging sound, but I just have to keep recording. I'm not in a soundproof room. Anyways. Anyway, I think I'll just leave it here. Um, essentially, what I'm saying is that the Lord is leading me on a journey in this year, 2023, and I'm going to carry you all along with it. As it begins to unfold and shows me things that I need to do, I'll be sharing the experiences, how it's working out. Like I said, I'm starting off something now that I've always wanted to do for about two, many years, and things are coming together. I will let you know as time goes on how it's really working out. I'll just be sharing the testimonies and of course any disappointments or whatever, I'll share it as well. That's what we do on this podcast. We keep it real. And I do hope you have been blessed that somehow the Lord has spoken to you and I know he always does that. So I I just continue to pray that he will keep us all on this journey and that bring us to a place of conviction about who he is and live the life that he would have us live in the fullness of it to his glory in jesus name amen thank you very much for listening god bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day week and year ahead in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen